I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Love hurts, and we're here to talk about it on this episode of The Great, Episode 9, the penultimate episode before we get to our finale. I'm Rachel Goodman, and joining me today, we have Cody, our revolutionary. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. And we've also got Empress Tatiana. Oh, it's sticking. That's good. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the other Empress, Tori. Yes, you know, two great women who lead together. We love that. Yeah, absolutely. And there can definitely be more than one Empress, as we are kind of starting to see on the great, um, not so much two Empresses, but let's just dive right in and talk about Catherine and Peter. Before we get there, be sure to stay tuned until the end. We have our special segment, as well as our predictions. So let's dive in. This was kind of like, I know, I don't know about you guys for me. I tend to watch the episodes right before we come on the air. So what's sticking out for me is that finale that or that final moment we got um, with Catherine and Peter. So I kind of feel like, you know what, let's start at the end here this time. Cody, what were your thoughts on Peter's revelation and, and what he real what he told Catherine? Um, it wasn't I wasn't shocked that he's fallen for her or that he's realizing it or thinks it. Um, but I don't think Catherine was expecting it. And I mean, I think it's obvious she wasn't expecting it. And she clearly she just didn't know what to do with it in the moment. And I think it's gonna, she's going, it sounds nasty, but I think she'll use it to her advantage for sure. How about you, Tatiana? What do you think? I loved that. It's, it's strengthened that Peter spot in my heart, you guys. And I almost don't want him to die. I don't, want I don't want that. I know he's an awful person. I am not like a, you know, fully on Peter's side or anything, but he is changing. And I feel like he's in this in between where the person that he was and the person that he honestly wants to be. And Catherine is now part of that. And I'm, it, I'm, I like it. Yeah. And that's the thing is that he is changing. I'm finding it harder to dislike him at this point. Yeah. Because he's doing more things, like even that conversation that he had with Gregor, um, I don't necessarily think that that's going to stick with Peter not having sex with Georgina. But Tori, what do you think of, you know, everything with Catherine and Peter and this conversation that we got? Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, it feels weird liking Peter, but I am actually starting to like him a lot more. Just this change. And like I said before, the overall respect that he's growing for Catherine. I mean, there was a time when the minute that Catherine sp stood up to speak, I think that was like the first episode, he wouldn't even like let her get a word out. Like he made it very clear that he didn't want her to talk. And then in this episode, she gets up to speak. He doesn't um, interfere. He doesn't say anything about it. You know, like he lets her do her thing. And I think that just shows the change. And like I said, it's so weird, like saying that I like Peter, but I'm starting to. And I do like the change. And like you said, with um, his conversation with Gregor, I'm not really sure if it's gonna stick, but the fact that he even considered it, I feel like was, you know, worth mentioning. I mean, I don't know how he's, if he's actually gonna follow through and just stop having sex with Georgina, but a part of me feels like he might because he is growing that love for Catherine. So I don't know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that when I read, the way that I'm reading this, when we saw that Peter leaned in and kissed Catherine, 
I'm not sure if Peter was offended by the fact that that Catherine didn't really kiss him back. Like, I almost think that he understood Catherine. I, I think that Peter might have taken it like Catherine saying, oh, I don't feel the same way about you. Even though from what I'm seeing, I think Catherine actually might love Peter. Um, I think that I, I do. I think she has really strong feelings for Leo but I think she's also falling for Peter. And so the other thing that we saw at the very end before we kind of go back to the beginning is this idea that Catherine might be pregnant. Now, from a really quick historical note, Catherine did have two children allegedly with Peter and the first one was a boy. Um, he did not end up the son as they, they, they really like in Catherine the Great, the HBO series, the son had such a huge role and um, yeah, so I, w I don't really want to spoil that, but just to say like, most likely she, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to follow that piece of it, historically speaking. Cody, what do you think of this revelation that Catherine could be pregnant? Oh yeah, that is something. Um, yeah. And I think we've talked about it before. It would very likely be Leo's baby and not Peters and yeah. that is a whole nother can of worms to add to the plot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good point because I mean, we know earlier on she was using that lemon protection to with Peter. So we don't really know if she presumably she wasn't doing anything with Leo in terms of protection wise. Um, so Tatiana, whose baby do you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I definitely think it's Leo's. Yeah. Like I said in the last, I think it was the last time we taped. You can't, you can't expect to have that much sex with somebody and not have their baby. I mean, yeah. unless it's just some off chance that one of those times it was Peter, but I really doubt it. I, I mean, I I'm curious why Georgina isn't pregnant yet with Peter's baby after yeah. all this time. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, because you don't, it gets complicated. And, and the thing is that, they're very open about mm -hmm. the fact they have lovers. So mm -hmm. whose baby is it? And how's Peter really certain that, I mean, is it just like, it's almost like he thinks it's just magic and because he's the emperor, of course it's going to be his baby. Tori, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with everybody. I'm surprised Georgina hasn't had a baby yet with all this sex that she's having with Peter. It doesn't look like she's having a lot of sex with Gregor, so there's no worry there. But I am surprised, like, she hasn't. And then it kind of makes me wonder, like, you guys, like, is Catherine using the lemon no matter what? Because it doesn't really seem like she wants to have a baby, period. Like, I don't think that it was just to not have Peter's, I think. Because, I mean, if she has a baby, everybody's just going to assume that it's Peter's anyway. And so I kind of assume that she was, like, taking this protection no matter what to just ensure that, like, there's no form of an heir, even if it's the lie or the truth. So I, ooh, the minute that I saw the wheat start to bloom, I was like, ooh, we have a problem. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a lot. And I don't, honestly, like, like you said, because they're so open, it doesn't really seem like anybody cares whose baby it will be like I think everybody will really just pretend that it's Peter's like it just doesn't seem like there's any concern everybody knows that Leo is her, her lover everyone knows that Peter sleeps around with people other than Catherine it's just I'm like mm, okay I we can just put on this facade so my main concern was that it um it's going to mess up her plan I'm honestly not even caring about whose baby it is because it doesn't really seem like anybody cares but Leo is the type to care yeah, I will say that Leo is a type to care. So if this does come out and like it is Leo's baby or if he feels like there's a chance that it is, that's definitely going to, 
I think kind of dry him drive him crazy emotionally like he's probably yeah. the only person in the court that's really going to let that affect him yeah now let's just for a moment talk about the actual title of the episode love hurts when we were going into this I thought I mean there there were other reasons why I think um you know revolving around Peter and why love hurts that I think it was an excellent choice for a title the other thing in my mind was, oh, are they hinting that somebody is going to betray someone who we previously thought loved that person? And so I specifically went to this idea of Leo and what he was or wasn't going to do, um, and maybe that he was going to be the one to betray Catherine. So let's go back. Let's talk about like the opening of this episode and how you know we finally have Leo on aware of what's going on and it seems like for a moment anyway it actually revived the relationship between leo and Catherine because he leo's now in the loop now we really quickly see that this might not be a very great working relationship because it's too it's like you know like a lot of times people say you don't work with people you're married to because of complications and biases well all right, so that's kind of where we like open up here. And very quickly, we're seeing that Orlo and Leo are just not going to be on the same page. Cody, what did you think of these this opening sequence where we had Catherine, Leo, Marielle, um, and now, uh, and Orlo, all, all deciding that basically they were going to take on Rostov, Gorky, and Raskolnikov to get them to be on their side? Um... I mean, it was a very good plan. However, I do think Leo provides a number of complications. One, his his priority always, he's always bringing Moscow mules to these meetings. <laughs> Even when he wasn't like a part of it, he's just always bringing alcohol. And so they're kind of throwing back drinks when they're trying to make these plans, which didn't turn into an issue, but I just feel, I mean, I know they're always drinking vodka, but it's just like, they're trying to plan this secret thing and, then we have the general who's just like throwing them back. And so that was already kind of like, I just thought it was a funny little issue. But then they're, they, they're bringing their like pillow talk into the meeting. And literally the second it happened, I went, because <laughs> yeah. it's like when we're seeing them having a love scene or in bed together, like that's cute. And that's, we're getting a glimpse at this nice personal loving moment. But then when they made the, the he comments on like, oh, the new slogan and it was some nasty little rhyme. Like yeah. and they and they even they they pointed out, they make fun of it themselves, like, oh, maybe it's cuter when you're not wearing your clothes or something. But <laughs> it was just like, ew, you guys, come on. Like, I I'm all for it. I like you too, but that's gross. So you guys are being gross and not like it's not like just gross. Like stay focused. <laughs> stay yeah. focused at the task. Yeah. 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 It was real. Um, I, I mean, it's unprofessional, but just to put a point on it. <laughs> yeah, ab absolutely uncomfortable. And it, yeah, just not appropriate for them trying to work a revolution. Tatiana, what are your thoughts? I feel like Leo doesn't quite understand what's at stake. I think he mm -hmm. likes the idea of it because he's a very ideas man and like, you know, um, being present in the moment, moving on to the next moment, you know, um, so he's not the type of person that strikes me as the guy that thinks far ahead or two steps in advance. And Orlo is, and at first I was confused why Orlo hated Leo so much. Um, but now I think it's because Leo is like the exact opposite 
of Orlo. Orlo is not a ladies man. He does not speak poetry, even though he loves to read it. Um, he is, he's not smooth. He's a planner. You know, he has courage. He's straightforward. And Leo is not any of those things. I mean, Leo has courage, but he's not a planner. He doesn't think big picture. And uh, I think Orlo, you know, saw that from the very beginning and was like, you cannot have him here. He's going to yeah. mess up everything. Yeah. And we know that Orlo is a very practical man. So he mm -hmm. understands it's not like, like, okay. So Orlo, I think is getting emotional about it, understandably, because he knows what's, he knows what could happen to them if someone in the group messes it up. And he's just not sure what Leo really brings to the table outside of being the Empress's lover. And I agree with Orlo. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, this guy, Leo, like as we've seen, Leo does start to mess something up when we see how he handles the situation with Gorky. Um, we, the, very quickly, I think it should have been obvious, one, when they went to talk to these three different people, I was super paranoid that one of them was going to go back to Peter and say something. Yeah. I think that they, uh, Velemitov and Leo, should have better read that situation with Gorky before just blurting things out. Tori, what are your thoughts on all of this? Now, I know, I know everybody is just like so pro Catherine and Leo, but I'm not <laughs> going to lie. When he was leaving that letter on the bed, I wanted him to go because yeah. it's just, uh, it, uh, it's just a, just like, it's a distraction. He's spilling the beans. I'm with Orlo. Like, what exactly are you bringing to the table? And that is no insult to Leo. That is no insult to Leo that he's not like trying to play in a coup and that's not his strong suit. Like, no discrediting him. It's just like, could you just stay in your lane and just kind of do what you're here to do? It just doesn't really seem like he's helping the situation like you said Cody the the uh, pillow talk being brought to the meeting him spilling the beans when he's in front of the um in front of the guy saying that it's Catherine that's that he wants to leave it's just like it's just very messy it's just very like emotion driven which we all need like we all know that Leo is an emotional character and that's great but not for this and so I want to like kind of hold on to the idea that there's going to be a time when his passion for Catherine really does help the plan in some type of way just kind of like drives it home or something like that it's just for right now for me it's a no it's a no and I need him to go but or just stay in the bed I don't know it's just <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is that yeah it is not worth it and it's a problem because Leo I think Leo's their greatest liability and I just want to point something out I'm actually not exactly pro Leo and Catherine um I've like I've been <laughs> you want you want Catherine and Orlo right I I want Catherine and Orlo <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> but gonna even if even if that does not happen I still don't want I feel like Leo Okay, so my perspective on this is that I know that historically the real Catherine the Great does take on many lovers. And so I see Leo as like the first one among many that she ends up having. And that this is just, we're seeing young Catherine before she fully transitions into the Empress that we know who rules Russia. And I think that this is just kind of like a little fling that she's having with this guy who happened to be her first real lover and that it's, it's going to end that way. And that, yeah, it's, this is going to, you know, he's, he's a kid like that. I hate to put it like that, but I see him as being a kid who probably should not be 
a part of something like this because he's going to mess something up right now. Um, Now, that being said, we did learn something else very interesting about him in that he has killed before. Um, Yeah, yeah, Tatiana, what, what what did you think about that? I was wondering why he was so smooth with killing the guy with the nipples. Can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> Gorky. 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 Yeah, Gorky. Yeah. So it, he was so, you know, grab a rock. Okay. Hit him. <laughs> hit him again. Hit cool. him again. Like, I've never killed anybody. I'd be like, uh, are you sure really? this is okay? Like, what? You know, I would have so much pause. And he didn't at all. And so I, that had me curious, like, okay, so maybe we don't know everything about Leo. He's not just um, who he portrays himself to be. And then he even admitted it to Catherine, you know, and he was like, I've killed before. It's not my thing. I was like, it's not your thing. It shouldn't be anybody's (laughs) thing, first of all, you know? So he just handled it so nonchalant. Yeah, absolutely. And also like, just to point out at the beginning of this episode, he made it a big point to say that he literally, didn't know if it was worth fighting for this. Right. And so another reason that makes him a liability in all this, Cody, um, let's talk more about, um, let's go back and talk more about Rostov because we had a lot going on with him. So Mary Ellen Rostov, she basically seduces him. I mean, I think he already would have joined them anyway, but what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts, Cody? Um, it, I liked that he was on their side. I mean, it seemed like he was going to be on their side. He would have been on their side regardless of Mariel seducing him. Um, I thought it was actually really cute that him and Mariel had like somewhat of a history together. Um, but it was very rash that he was like, I'll just go do it right now. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like, but then that's, I mean, we're talking about Rissa, but Mariel just was like, oh, there's Secret Passage. I she know. told me about it. I was like, girl, you Loose dropped the secrets left and right. Yeah. And then and, uh, when we, oh, sorry. Oh, no. And then, and then it, the situation just didn't work out the way they wanted it to. And it was, I mean, which I think was inevitable from an audience perspective, but it, it was just so, it was, I then, mean. And then she tells Archie. Mm-hmm. I thought that when she told that to Archie, I thought she was going to tell him everything. I was waiting for her to say, oh, well, Catherine was planning this coup. Now, also to kind of go back a little to what you said, Cody, I don't get why Marielle would tell Rostov, oh yeah, there's a secret passage, go ahead. You can go kill him right now. Now, the only thing is that she probably did not realize that Gregor and and Georgina were also in there. But regardless, that is just foolish to tell someone without really planning it out hey, yeah, just go do it right now. Cool, I'm on it. Yeah, no, foolish all around on both of them. I, yeah, I think she, I think her, I've said it before, her cornerstone is getting her ladyship back. And I think she's not thinking rationally. She's really upset that Catherine won't just do do the deed. And when he was like, I'll just go do it, she, I think she's like, fuck yeah. Like, go, oh, excuse me. She's like, heck yeah, like, go do it. Um, and, and, um, hey, there's a lot of that I, in the show anyway. Just, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> she, just, she just wants to regain, regain her status and it makes her do things that aren't necessarily part of the plan. And then when she does talk to Archie, it did seem like she was going to, I was scared she was going to say everything, but she, she 
tightened it up where it needed to be tightened up. But then he gave her that idea. Like, she was like, if you just betrayed Ristoff, or R- I'm saying his name wrong, if you betray him, you would have gotten your ladyship back. And she was like, I never thought about that. And now yeah. I, this might this be my, I'll talk about that in my prediction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, Tori, what are your thoughts on all of this? Oh, the, the theory knows. I was mad. I was so mad. <laughs> Y'all, I feel like when y'all watch this, y'all probably already know like what I'm gonna say because she gets on my nerves now. Like at first, at first, now I was here for it, but like Cody said, I just feel like her goal is always gonna be her ladyship, and it's not necessarily like her loyalty is not her strong suit, in my opinion. Now she's been yeah. proven to be loyal to Catherine, but I feel like that loyalty is very conditional on banking on the fact that she might get her um, ladyship back if Catherine is empress. Anybody else who offers her that same deal, I feel like she's willing to do whatever at the blink of an eye. Like even Archie said, even though he doesn't know the full plan, he can tell that she's desperate to just leave her station. Like she is desperate for any opportunity to become a lady again. First of all, I don't even know how she thought that was going to go. Like somebody killing the emperor is not automatically just going to become the emperor. I don't like that doesn't, that's not how I thought it was going to work. So I don't know why she thought that was going to work. And then on top of that, like, I'm sure your ladyship isn't first on the priority list either. So I just kind of, her and Leo, just I think that they are so emotion driven. And I hate to say that as like a bad thing because there are people like that and that's fine and that's great. But it just doesn't work with the intricacies of this plan. Like I just think any minute that either of them become under pressure or get uncomfortable or feel like their, their personal end goal is tampered with, they are automatically spilling details. They're saying things they shouldn't have. They're making rash decisions. And even though this decision kind of like helped in a way because it gave them someone to blame for trying to kill Peter or whatever, um, it just, like, I'm, I'm mad it worked because they stopped torturing people. But at the same time, that wasn't the plan. And I feel like a part of me feels like Catherine kind of had it under control in a way. And so to see just like the plan just get all messed up and it's never really Catherine's fault most of the time is frustrating because it's like Catherine is learning and she has made mistakes in the beginning, but like each step of the way she gets stronger, she gets smarter and everything like that. And it just seems like Leo and Mario are just honestly doing the reverse. Like they are just, I need them to go. I need them to go. (laughs) And I I would like them to replace, I, I would like them to be replaced with us. Honestly, because <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as they would say, huzzah to that, and um, we still we got some more. I still think that should be a drinking game. Every time we hear huzzah, take a shot. Yeah, no, well, um, I was let's talk about that earlier. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, no worries. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that actual fight scene uh, where Rostov is in the room. One, I found it very interesting that Catherine, um, after, okay, this is after the fact that she agreed to, not just agreed, but actually volunteered to be tortured. I just want to throw that out there because I think that that, when we get to talking about the dinner scene, I think that has everything to do with how she was received. But mm-hmm. in the actual scene with Rostov in the fight, where Catherine is so shaken, she has just tried to kind of feel out both Gregor and Georgina, but now she's so shaken by the fact that this is happening, this whole entire fight sequence, that she, you know, obviously doesn't want to kill him. He's part of their rebellion, Um, doesn't want to kill him. But then Georgina says something to her that really hits her hard. 
And she says, oh, well, you're not fully Russian. Cody, what do you think about that? Um, I think that it's something that has been said to her many times throughout this season. Um, and I believe it's something she takes to heart because until she really gets everybody 100% on her side, there will always be someone who's like, well, she's not from here. She's not one of us. Um, and it was, that scene was really crazy. Like that fight, like Georgina and Gre um, Greg Gregor, they yeah, just, Gregor. they sprung to action. And like without even a, a thought. And it was really insane. And literally prior to that, um, Catherine kind of had Georgina to ear for a second and she was like what if I could promise you a different brush She's like I'd pack my bags right now and go and so and then all of a sudden it was like oh well she I didn't see you helping out kill this guy who was coming in here with a knife and stuff so it was um it was nuts and here's where I think the title comes into play because you know speaking of everything being nuts um the fact that Peter, he did not want Catherine, Gregor, or Georgina to be tested and to be tortured because he loves them the most, which is funny because ultimately we know Gregor tried to kill Peter and Catherine's planning a coup against him. So ironically, the people that he loves the most are the ones who are plotting against him. Even if Gregor's not actively doing it anymore, he was, Catherine is, Catherine almost won both of them to her side in those scenes, very diplomatically. Um, and so I just think that, you know, love hurts. Like, I really think that that's why the title is the way that it is. Um, it's speaking to this idea of love being such a hurtful thing in that, I mean, we don't, Peter's done some very questionable things. We're, we're not, we haven't exactly been on his side but the fact that now like he is, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a tragedy and, and very like, if we look at any Shakespearean tragedy, we see this is quite common, but the fact that he would love the people who are plotting against him and not realize it is, is you know, kind of, uh, you know, funny in a way. Tatiana, what are your thoughts on that? Um, when Catherine was talking to Gregor, I didn't think that she was trying to persuade him to join her coup. I thought that she was trying to get him to be the scapegoat by having him attack Peter. And so um, I, she was kind of, you know, jeering him on, like, yeah, yeah poking him where she knew it would hurt and hoping that he would take the bait and just like, try to yeah. kill him and if he succeeded at killing him then she would get both things that would be the guy that was trying to kill him all the time and then peter would be dead like she would have both of them so it was very smartly played and then you know with georgina unfortunately even though georgina was interested in the idea of living in a world where women were respected which would be what Catherine's trying to create i think she started a war with georgina um because she was you know talking in her man's ear about killing and killing Peter and stuff. And Georgina loves Peter. Like she has this attachment to him and Gregory for, for some reason thinks that if, as long as they stop sleeping together, um, Georgina and Peter stop sleeping together, everything will be great between him and his wife, which is not true because his wife was so depressed when Peter stopped sleeping with her. So, you know, Gregor is going to fall apart either way. I, I still feel like it's a matter of time before Gregor goes back to seeing how he can kill Peter in some way um, because he's tormented either way. He's going to be tormented. Um, yeah. 
but it, it spoke volumes to me too, because they were like, you know, when Georgina was like, where were you in all this? How come you didn't join in? And Peter stepped to her aid and was like, no, 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 she's smart. Fighting isn't what she does. That's not her, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. So she's, it's good. Cause she's protected. She doesn't have to sit there and defend herself, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, and, and, oh, sorry. No, I'm done. <laughs> well, I was just going to segue that into the ending that we have where, you know, we already talked about Peter and his feelings for Catherine. Let's just talk a little bit more about this idea that he, well, that let's talk about the dinner scene. One thing that I want to, that really stood out to me is the fact that Catherine back during the torture scenes, she knew that she had to actually be part of it. And I think that that all paid off for this moment of, Peter was not tortured at dinner. So Peter was not tortured. So when they got to dinner, he couldn't really stand up and say, I mean, not that he would have, because I don't think these words would have found him, but he couldn't say, stand up and, and claim unity because he was not part of it. He caused it. But Catherine, who had been through it, who had joined the people, could stand up and say, I am Russia. We're all Russia. We're in this together and really assert her stance as a leader. And because Peter's falling for her, he's allowing, he's not acting, he's not behaving toward her the way that he had previously. Tori, what did you think of this um, dinner scene that we got with Catherine and Peter? I think it was smart and also like heartwarming all the way around. Like like you said, we had just kind of gotten from this scene where um, Georgina tries to throw on her face that she's not Russian. And honestly, that kind of threw me off because I don't have to kill in order to be Russian. Like some people are- But that like, is the Orlo. Russian way. <laughs> like Orlo, honestly, like if Orlo's life wasn't directly in danger and it wasn't like a one-on-one -on -one type of thing, he probably would have done the same thing that Catherine did. And he's just as Russian. So that was already kind of like whatever, but I like how Catherine used what she knew in order to relate to Russia. Like you're right, she's not a killer. But in this moment, she does understand the concerns and the needs of Russia. Like you said, she went to the- um went through the torture thing with everyone else. She, in a way, tried to, like, sympathize with them and also said they're, like, we're relating. So I think she kind of proved herself, but also, like, without compromising herself. And in, in the end, I think she was put in everyone's good graces. Like, I even think there was a moment where Georgina was like, you know what? I might have been wrong about you. I mean, she probably wouldn't have said that. But I think she kind of, like, <laughs> point, like, you know, she does have a point. Like, all of us don't have to sit here and kill in order to be Russia and the fact that she did go through the torturing Georgina can't say that she did that right she didn't. yeah and absolutely. So you might have killed but I got my fingernails ripped off and I had a brick almost dropped on my head so are we going tit for tat or what you know right. what I mean exactly I think that it was just very well played and I think it just so many people respected her after that moment yeah. One thing I want to point out too, before we get to our segments is two things. One, to kind of go off what you were saying, Tori, I think that Catherine does realize she has to kill now and that she will be more likely to do it in the future. I think that was kind of the moral of the lesson that she learned here. But the other thing, I just, it was kind of really random um, and like a smaller element with Gorky when Peter admitted to her that Gorky was a best friend of his father oh, and yeah. Catherine her reaction to it, like, ah, that's smart. I'm thinking yes. that is what she is going to do from now on. She understands this is how a great leader leads. They have My, secret um, people. Yeah, I've been, that's something that's, I've been thinking about this whole time is like, her and Orlo are together all the time. Like people have to know that they're like buddies, you know? So that was just something that I was like, 
hide anyway that's yeah. been in the oh, back yeah. of my mind this whole time it's like you guys aren't like subtle you're together all the time anyway oh yeah absolutely yeah. so i think <laughs> i think now she's gonna try finding people to like you know be more coy about it and just you know meet in private uh, but it was just you know to see to see the epiphany on Ka in Catherine's you know, on her face when she realized, oh, I should do this too. I just thought that was very brilliant. And it was so fast that you could have missed it if you weren't like, you know, it's just, it was fast. So it could have been missed, but a very important moment. So, um, okay. Do we have any last thoughts before we move on to our segments? All right, well, let's start. Um, we have our special segments, um, which with Tatiana, Tatiana, Yes. Okay. So we do a special segment called You Choose, where I will give you a scenario from the episode we just watched, but I'll twist it. Okay. A little bit. Um, so it'll apply better. And uh, you guys have to choose the outcome and why. So your, um, <laughs> your scenario this time is um, <laughs> you are part of a coup and you are planning to not kill, but overthrow the king. All right. Okay. Possibly kill. We'll throw it in there. Okay. You're going to kill the king. Um, every, nobody, you have, have more people that are joining this coup, but everybody is pretty much acting on their own accord. Okay. And you're a ruthless person. All right. So this is like, <laughs> this is like, ruthless. this is going to be a hard, yeah, you're ruthless. Um, <laughs> so everybody's acting on their own accord. They're doing their own things, which makes it more susceptible for you to get caught. Do you say the hell with everybody? Nobody is part of the coup. And if you tell anybody, I'm going to kill you. Or do you try to unite everybody so that you can, when you do succeed in killing the king, that you will have allies around you? I Which would one. I would unite people secretly. I mean, like secretly in the sense that I would basically do what Catherine's starting to do in that she is stepping up as a leader because then when things do go badly for Peter, there she will have people who back her. Good. Oh. <laughs> Tori <laughs> and Cody, <laughs> your faces. Um. What are the options? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> options, options are you either, so everybody's kind of acting on their own accord, which means that you have a better chance of getting caught. Okay, so either you- I see dismiss everybody from the coup and say hey if you speak you know be a mobster if you speak y'all are gonna die and then you start over and figure out how to do it yourself or you try to unite everybody and say look we can't do this we have to work together so that when the coup does work and you do uh kill the king that you actually have people backing you um i think i'd have to do a little bit of both like it's like i think maybe that's not an option but like, I would, I would have to unite my team and be like, yo, we got to work together and do this. But it's like, if you're going to keep stepping out of line, then you got to go. That's good. Yeah, honestly, when you gave me the first option, I was going <laughs> to go with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> especially seeing the episode, like everybody is just not doing it right and it's yeah. really making me mad but at the same time this coup is like like a four-person party on a good day so it's like if you start over who where are you really going uh, so i guess <laughs> i guess i'll unite them because i feel like that's my only option because when i yeah. kill all of them then it's just really just me <laughs> and true that's probably a selfish reason to unite them but that's what i'm gonna have to do 
I mean, what is the coup for in the first place, if not selfish, so she can become a mother? You're right. So, So, I mean, for the sake that I don't have any other friends, I need them. I'll unite them. But in my dreams, I'll be killing them. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. That's good. And Tatiana, what would you do? Um, I like Cody's response. I would pretty much say, hey, yeah, we're, we're going to do this together. Um, and if you're not going to do it right, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be all my idea. But if we're not going to work together as a team, you're out. Awesome. Yeah. And I that would threaten sense. with death and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really <laughs> that... throw death in there. That'll exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, up the ante. All right. So with that said, let's get to our predictions. Cody, Cody, Cody. So, my one of my predictions, and I hope I'm wrong. I think Mariel is going to super backstab Catherine in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's gonna stab her. She's gonna betray her. <laughs> right? You heard that? I was like, Bleh. Um, <laughs> I think she's gonna betray her. Um, a part of me feels like she's going to betray her and then maybe like somehow it'll get flubbed a little bit so it won't seem like Mariel's the one who did it. But I do think Mariel's going to do something she shouldn't do. And then kind of actually based off of our discussion today, I think that Georgina has something up her sleeve. We've been questioning her this whole time. We're all like, what's she going? What's going on in her head? Why does she do this? Why does she do that? But then we were talking about like, oh, Peter saved everybody who loved him, but ironically they're the people who want him dead which makes me think that she secretly wants him dead and i think georgina has some some ulterior motive or actual plot going on that which is why we're all like what the heck is going on with her because she's got something else up her sleeve and and i'm gonna say this is foreshadowing back in episode one she literally has Catherine in her arm and goes i'm gonna be your most your most loyal confidant trusted ah. and so i think and we're all like no you're a vapid little b-word but I think Georgina, <laughs> yeah, Georgina, she, that's my big prediction for the day. I think Georgina is going to turn around with some crazy, brilliant thing. Cool. Well, Tatiana, what are your predictions? Cody, that's really good. That's a good prediction um, <laughs> with Georgina. We didn't talk about Elizabeth much, but after her Ooh. conversation with Archie, I think that she her mind is changing on whether or not maybe she could rule i'm not sure Mm -hmm. if she wants to but she was definitely thinking something something had changed after her conversation with archie so um i'm curious to know i'm thinking now she has a separate plan um in mind because she's been working on an air for them and like trying to make sure this all goes well so Something's going to change with her. Um, and I also think that, of course, the baby's going to be Leo's. And Leo's jealousy will get in the way of the rest of this coup planning. And I'm Tori. not 100% convinced that there is a baby. Yeah. Well, but I it mean, bloomed. there might not. <laughs> so, I mean, next. False I mean, pregnancy test. Yeah. False pregnancy it has test. to be a baby. <laughs> Um, not like i've peed on wheat and been like oh yeah i'm pregnant i've never done that before but um i'm like talking as if like this is true uh yeah i don't know sorry to interrupt (laughs) but i was like there might not be a baby we don't know that or what if somebody else peed on it oh that's what what my thought was just in case i mean like just 
just, just to throw a monkey wrench in there, just somebody else feed <laughs> on the weed. I mean, it wouldn't be like absurd. But honestly, my focus isn't even on this baby. I don't even care. Um, but I think I definitely think Georgina has something up her sleeve. I'm not sure if it's in favor of Catherine, like if it'll not necessarily in favor, but work in Catherine's favor, or if it's more so in Peter's favor. I don't know, but I think she has just y'all know I haven't really liked her from the first episode, so. I just feel like something is coming. And then Marielle, I think I think you're right, Cody. I think there's going to be something where she might either purposely betray Catherine or do it on accident. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised if she did it on accident because she don't know how to hold water. Um, so I, I really wouldn't be surprised if, like, she did something that really, really messes up the coup. I mean, this is a season finale, and, like, I kind of want it to be a cliffhanger type thing so we can get another season. Yes. Um, so I feel like there's going to be like, I feel like Marielle is going to be the monkey wrench that kind of like messes everything up. I don't know. I just see it for her because she's just been messing things up since then. Um, but yeah. And then the aunt, I think the aunt, I'm not really sure if she's going to try to become like empress. Cause I don't even think technically, like, I don't think that will work that way. Um, but I do think that she's going to negotiate some sort of like power because honestly she has been a good voice of reason for everyone like Catherine and Peter and she does have an idea of what the country needs and how to run a country. So, of course, she won't be empress, but I think she'll definitely try to get a little bit more power, a little bit more say-so, and just kind of, like, get her foot in the conversation type of thing. I don't know what that position would be, but I definitely think that Archie kind of put that thought in her ear that she needs to be having more of a say-so. Yeah. So, I'm going to say something that is probably a very unpopular opinion. Ooh, I, think, I think that Peter's <laughs> right. going to... <laughs> I think Peter's gonna find out that Catherine is doing, but in typical in typical Peter fashion, he's gonna just laugh it off. Like he's gonna take it seriously. But you know how he could just like say, "Oh well, you know, duh, you know, like that silly little coup that you were planning." I don't think he's gonna care. I think he's gonna think it's a joke or like not take it seriously and just laugh it off and then be like, "Ha ha ha, huzzah!" And like it's just gonna he's just gonna let it go. Um, I do think that some of the complication is gonna be Leo versus Peter. Um, not that I don't think Peter's gonna care that Leo is still her, Catherine's lover, but I think he's gonna like. Yeah, I think he's gonna, maybe more with Leo, he's gonna be the one who's causing the problem. Um, I think there is going to be a baby, but I don't know that it's necessarily, I don't know that that's necessarily going to be what the focus is gonna be this last episode, mm -hmm. unless it's Catherine thinking, well, I have a baby, do I really want to put my baby's life at risk? I, I could see her having that kind of conversation with her, not even with someone else, but just kind of us seeing her kind of going through that, um, you know, emotional process of what she has to do now. Um, yeah, and just to kind of end it on a cliffhanger, because I mean, we know they're going to. Um, I would just say that I don't think they're gonna actually attempt the coup on this next yeah. episode. I, agree. I don't think so. I think it'll be, I think Peter might find out about it, but that's where it ends. And um, the next season, they might still be planning. I think that kind of like um, the fact that we've seen all of the paper on the walls, I think that someone is going to discover it who shouldn't discover it. So I'm just going to leave uh, that there. Yeah, as probably, you say, probably Archie. Yeah, probably Archie. Yeah, and he's then, so creepy. He's such a creepy old man. Creepy. Yeah, and he like slightly and, shakes a little, and you can see his beard move. Like it's just he's creepy. Yeah, and then you don't even know if he's gonna go to Peter with it. He might use it. He might blackmail someone or use it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the type. He yeah, is. he has a lot of free time. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this this episode was amazing. I'm really excited to come back today at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to talk about the final episode of the season. Until then, Cody, where can everyone find you? I am on Twitter as Cody underscore F and on Instagram as Cody F, C-O-D-Y-Y-E-P-P. And Tatiana, where can everyone find you? I am at Tatiana Marisa on all social media platforms. And Tori. You guys can find me on Twitter at Tori with two E's and on Instagram at Toxic Model. It's like a tutorial pop-up. <laughs> awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner Author. We will see you guys in, oh, about five hours from now. <laughs> Until then, have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.